I'm just going to do Oh, no. Same old. It's just me going to yell and curse at the world, and you're going to be my egg. And, uh, <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just, I, well, I gotta ask, how, where are you now? How you doing? Because I have I've been so fucking busy um, with the sale and the moving of the house and all that other shit. I don't have time to catch up on podcasts. Hey, yeah, you're 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 moving out. Congratulations! Uh, you live in Minnesota finally. What's that? You live? You're, are you leaving Minnesota finally, or are you just moving elsewhere in the? Area? No, we're just moving elsewhere because the grand scheme, the grand plan, is to uh, uh, basically. Make enough money so we never have to work again. And so uh, the GF has a couple more years at least uh, to work at our current place of employment before we pull the plug totally. So, uh, But I got a full offer on my house, and you could kind of see in the background that we got uh, everything's packed. We got to get out of here relatively soon. And so, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, we're still in Minnesota and we'll be for the short term, but all the proceeds from this house go to build a house in South Dakota. And then I am never paying. What are you doing? Honest to God, Elkins and Atham predicted you would do this. Are you moving in your chair? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I'm not moving my chair. It's just that the thing is creaky. You want me to move to something a little more quieter? Move quiet. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me, uh, let me, you're, you're a professional, you're a professional uh, radio show host at one time. You know how that, how that works. Yeah. Let me, let me move over to my couch then. Couches would be, yes, less noisy. Very quiet. Let me just move my laptop over there. Yeah, that's great. Great. Great to hear you're finally moving on up. Uh, I am, um, I'm I'm probably going to be here at least until the end of. Uh, actually, I'm just going to mute the mic since I don't know if it's causing it. <laughs> uh, Elkins and Atham, you guys are right, man. You guys are right. <laughs> oh. He'll come around. See what what he's got his mic mute. Uh, Mike muted. I can't hear what he's saying. Because what he does is podcast. When Matt does his podcast, it's perfect. It's gold. The audio quality is great. But anytime he's on a fucking show. Maybe I can make like a band here. Oh, God. Matt, where are you moving to, man? All right, maybe we'll go take a look at the chat room here. <clears throat> See if there's already. We'll try to stay on the super chats as much as possible. Who we got? Who we got in the chat room? We got Elkins, Daniel Gunner, Jeff Ashton, Gordon G. What uh, pirate full thrust? You there? Better? Yeah, I, we'll find out. Yeah. So uh, your audio quality is fine. It's the background noise that kills it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking into getting an actual desk for this place because uh, I've been doing it at my kitchen table ever since I moved in here because this place didn't come with a desk, uh, but there are limitations to that approach. I mean, my old place in Budapest had a desk, which is part why I picked it out because I don't want to deal with fucking around with moving around furniture and shit when you're in a foreign country. It's such a pain in the ass. When you don't have a car and such. Yeah, but I, I suppose, but don't they have like a Goodwill or some some flea marketplace? You just go buy a desk for a couple babushkas or whatever the currency is? Oh, I can get that. Just that logistically getting moving stuff around is a pain, particularly here, uh, because the traffic is horrible. When I moved into my apartment in Georgia uh, mm-hmm. back in September, uh, now ordinarily should take 10, 15 minutes to go from where I was staying at Airbnb to my new apartment. It took mm-hmm. over an hour. Because this is at noon. The traffic is that bad. Are you in Tbilisi or where, where are you at now? Uh, Tbilisi, yeah. Okay. Uh, right. 
it's lovely, but um, usually when I you're actually much better off taking the metro in most cases, and also it's cheap. It's like twenty cents a ride. But uh, if you if you take anything above ground during the day, you're going to be dealing with horrible traffic, taxis, and everything. So um, I have to figure out the logistics of moving a desk from wherever where, wherever I would buy it at some fucking flea market, and then bring it over here. And then the other issue is like I don't know if I'm going to be here for much longer. So. I don't want to invest into a bunch of furniture and shit, and then I end up moving somewhere else. Well, I'm, you know? I'm not even talking furniture, but because uh, I'd imagine you're just backpacking it. I, I imagine the, your worldly assets that you have right now is not a lot. You could what throw it into a large duffel bag and off to the next town you go. Yeah, that's that's helpful. The big, the most, the most spacious thing I have is like some books, but that's pretty much it. Um, well, I, I might be moving to Armenia next, and if that's the case, I'm probably going to gonna rent a car and drive because that won't cost too much because the two countries are adjacent. I didn't have that option when I moved here because I was in Hungary. So, um, well, but, yeah, okay, but I'm still I'm still confused on this furniture thing. When you say desk, are you like talking some big ass oak thing where the A team would go in and talk to their uh, their handler? And the guy with the thick rimmed glasses. Would, are you talking? I mean, you just need a table of some kind to put a, a desk or a computer on, right? I, I, a computer desk, but that's the, the other thing you discover when you're out here is like supplies are very uh, they're very limited. Uh, like for example, here's something you cannot get in Georgia, and I swear to God, you're gonna laugh at this. Like plastic bags, like the little Ziploc plastic bags. Whenever you're flying, you know you need sure. to put all your fucking uh, carry-on liquids in those. You cannot find them anywhere in this country. Um, and apparently those are more of a rarity than I thought because I had to fly to Poland back in November um, and I couldn't find any plastic bags. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just get some, I'll just get some toiletries in Poland and then I'll just get some bags there and I'll fly back with the bags. Like it's some goddamn international smuggling operation. The, the these international Ziploc mafia. You can what make happens- money. What? Hang on. Hang on. How about... I know you and I are multi-billionaires from this online podcasting gigs we got going on, but it, wouldn't there be a market? I mean, are, are the people of Georgia unaware of Ziploc pa- uh, plastic bags? Could you not introduce them to this? Well, they're not going to be getting them from Poland because there aren't any in Poland either. And I looked everywhere and I asked my friends and I'm like, do you know where to buy Ziploc bags? And they're like, what? Like the only place I've seen them in, in Europe is Hungary. And I have not been there in quite some time. So if I go to Hungary, I'm, I'm actually – I have to go to Poland again for my friend's wedding next month. I'm contemplating some – asking one of my friends from Hungary, could you get some plastic bags, some Ziploc bags, and just bring them to me? I'll pay you for them. Cost like a couple bucks. But seriously, I need the plastic bags. I, <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to figure this out because it's like former Soviet bloc. But no, Poland's pretty first world, I'd assume, by now. Uh, you'd think it, it is. It. It's very nice. They've got nicer like highways and infrastructure than the U.S. It's all clean. I swear to God, they just essentially repave the roads every day just because they can. But they don't have Ziploc bags. No, well, it's a it's a luxury. That's uh... <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway, so here's the deal. You know how asshole consulting works, right? Yeah. yeah okay. We had- we they ask the questions that we answer and we yell and, and curse at them. Yes, yes. Um, so we, we'll do that. Uh, let me quickly go because I'm in a rush. I mean, not to not to be rude, but let's uh, let's go to the super chats real quick and stay on these. Uh, the dashing rogue. Shout out to Matt Forney. Keep up the good work. Also, what are your thoughts on Yang Gang and UBI, Aaron? Uh, what's Yang Gang? 
You know, uh, Andrew Yang is running for the Democratic nomination, and the centerpiece of his platform is the uh, universal basic income, oh, giving everyone a thousand dollars a month. Um, and a lot of former Trump people have uh, like embraced it, either ironically or sincerely, because um, a lot of people are pissed off at Trump for not fulfilling his promises, and there are people who just want the thousand dollars a month. So hashtag Yang Gang is what they're calling themselves. Oh. Right. Yeah, uh, from what little – I mean, people got to realize I, I don't pay attention to politics unless it's jammed down my throat. Like it happens to show up on my feed for what – like this right now because uh, I can't take it anymore. My, I, I got a third of my life left. I'm not going to waste it worrying about it. So what little, little I know about Yang Gang or this Yang guy, um, he was t- he, he's different. He thinks at least differently. I looked him up. He's a little spoiled brat kid. His parents did all the real work. They majored in engineering. He majored in political science or some fucking dipshittery studies. And now he's going to save the world as some do-gooder. Uh, so, but at the same time, he's at least thinking differently. Um, his idea of giving 1% taxes, allowing people to decide where that goes. Um, he, he's maybe a better marketer, uh, which isn't hard to do than your standard uh, career politician. But beyond that, I, yeah, the uni, U, UBI, if you get rid of all the other social programs, fine. Yeah, UBI all the way. It's easier to manage, load, or maintain, less managerial costs. Here's your money. and we. But, but they're not going to do that. This is going to be on top of all the other uh, programs and shit there mm-hmm. is. It, I, I like the idea from a, from a managerial cut the uh, white-collar supervisor managerial class of all the people that are employed administrating these probably scores if we're to count them up of uh, various social programs but you damn well know that's not what the left wants or the democrat wants or what he he's this is a bribe it's basically i'll give you money if you vote for me that's that's all it is which means he's cheap which means ultimately he can't be trusted uh but that's that's pretty much every democrat and some republicans too so i but I don't know from a from an economic or philosophical standpoint. UBI, yeah, you want to pay people not to work. Go ahead. I, I you know, it's, it's, in 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 Yang's defense, he wants to make the UBI contingent on whether or not you're, repl- you're receiving other forms of welfare. If you're getting other forms of welfare, you don't get the UBI. Okay, and I will be able to implement that, but like that's that's at least what he's saying. Well, no, I, at least we're in such an early stage of the presidential campaign that you know you can't hold his feet to the fire. He's not even doesn't even have the Democratic nomination yet. Uh, so contingent on that, yeah. I, it, but my concern, primarily with the welfare state in general, is yeah. Okay, do you do you want to have one, and how efficiently do you want to manage it, and how how cost controlled do you want it to be? It, it, it's it's too late now. There's too many damn socialists and parasites and millennials uh, who think giving away other people's money is their new religion and is what gives them value in life. So I'm just going to assume there's going to be a welfare state. But if we're going to have a welfare state, could we at least manage it as efficiently as possible? It's like uh, like the mileage tax they tried out in Oregon. Well, we're going yeah. to tax the miles. Why don't you just jack up the fucking gas tax? You know why it it does roughly the same thing. You can earmark the funds for the same dedication towards roads or lessening carbon emissions by cars or whatever. Uh, And and it's painless for people to pay. Now, if you're going to be a dick, if you're going to be a prick and you're already fucking people over for their money, but you're going to put on a glass dildo and fuck them up the ass instead of putting on some oil. All I'm asking for is some oil, just some lube. 
I know you're going to fuck me in the ass, but just put some lube on the damn thing so that when I pay the tax, it, it, I don't have to fill out another fucking form. And so UBI is along the same ways. If you get rid of all this managerial shit, if you get rid of all the people that are employed by that, here's your fucking check, and we move towards that. Like, okay, we give you UBI, but it's contingent on you not collecting any other form of welfare. And here is a program for you to qualify for a UBI next year, but and you get rid we phase out all these programs. Fine, he gets my vote because it's actually practical. It makes some sense, contingent on what the Republicans offer uh, on the other side. But in terms of policy, he gets my vote. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reticent about actually supporting a guy like Andrew Yang. Um, and I'm warning people, like, you're probably not going to get the $1,000 a month. It's probably not going to end up in the way you, you, you expected. Don't – there's no more political messiahs. We're done with that. Hang on, but I, in terms of advancing ideas uh, that are worth thinking about, he's doing he, – he's worth looking into on that point alone. One interesting thing he wants to do that I've been trying to talk about is uh, he wants to have the post office – uh, provide, uh, you know, postal banking. You can go to the post office and under his watch mm-hmm. and open up a checking account, you know, low fee, no fee, you know, no minimum deposits, uh, and they can't ban you for your political views. Um, and it, this would do a, a, this would be a great service. I mean, we used to have a postal banking system in the U.S. up until 1967, and postal banking is still used in a lot of European countries. I think that would be something that would greatly help people and reduce the power of big bankers, you know, in terms of actually voting for Yang when it comes, if, if, if on the off chance he gets the nomination, um, that's something I'm going to have to think about. Well, we got, we got so long to go until that nomination comes. I'm sure he'll, he'll have a gaffe. Uh, he'll have new policies. He'll come up with, it, I'm sure he's still concocting his plot. He's winging it now. He's, 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 uh, playing it as he goes along. Uh, but, it's hang on. I did the math. Like here's here's a perfect example where I don't know reality comes in. If I did the math right and count the zeros right, do you know what it would cost if you wanted to give everyone in the United States a thousand dollars a month? I have no idea. Probably three point three point eight trillion dollars. That's basically the federal budget right now. It's I see that's you know that's what a political science major with rich engineering parents would do. It'd be great if we did it. This it's like fucking Christ. So, yeah, I'm not – we'll find out. He's more interesting to watch. He's kind of like if we take politics out of it. Um, it. I've read more articles about him than I have any other politician like Ocasio-Cortez. I can't give a shit less about her. It's like the world's dumbest woman with some kind of drug addiction with those eyes. Um, well, did you see that video about how she was basically uh, – well, you don't follow politics, but uh, she was basically handpicked by Cenk Uger and the Justice Democrats, she and that other – idiot Rashida Tlaib. The reason why she sounds so eloquent in writing but so stupid when she's speaking is because every single one of her speaking points is being given to her. She's an actress playing a script, playing a role. Well, who, what do you mean uh, the the Young Turks guy? Uh, they they like, picked her? Like, How did they pick her? Uh, they, they were looking to primary uh, prominent Democrats they thought were too right-wing, so they put out a casting call for actresses. Uh, to run as congressional candidates. And they did this in a bunch of districts across the country. Uh, just that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the highest profile and one of the few actually won their election. Is she, is she an actress, though? Did she major in acting or something? She's not, she's not an actress per se, she's, but, she's, she's, but she's playing an actress. Like Prior to this, uh, she admitted she had no interest in politics, and she got involved in the uh, run for Congress because she answered a casting call. So 
Is she playing that dumb? Is what you're saying? Or is she truly that dumb? Because I can't. If she's you... she's truly dumb, and when she says something that's that that is like semi-logical, it's because the Justice Democrats told her to say it. It's been scripted and and handed to her, and so she's parroting it. She is. She's literally a Manchurian candidate. Okay. God, <laughs> at least to the Manchurian candidate that they picked a brain that had some intelligence. She, I mean, when she talks, I just it's almost. It's almost as painful as looking at her face. It really is. I, 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 it's, I'm sad. It's uh, people voted her in uh, because it's it's telling of how stupid that electorate is in Queens and the Bronx, which is why they deserve to be poor. Uh, but just the, the the fact that crazy. What I, I I still try to ignore. Her. I I just can't. I'm I'm not going to let that woman lessen my day and and get my ire up or the hair on the back of my neck. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible, from my perspective, it's impossible to really get upset over something like that when you're on the other side of the world. That really helps to, to put a distance from, from politics. I still talk I, about it because it's amusing, but I don't get, like, upset about it. I bet you got to be – there's a, a – like, you and uh, – who's the other guy in Bulgaria? Um, oh, shoot, what's his name? Older guy? Uh, uh, about I might politics. know you're talking of, yeah. Um, he got kicked out of the United – not kicked out of the United States – I'm just saying it. I could see where you guys are overseas. It's like, no, that's over there. I don't care. Here, it's a, it's a, a traditional, and they don't hate me. Like you can walk around and. Oh yeah, I guess maybe not. It's very nice. It's very nice. Very pleasant. I mean, there, there are obviously trade offs, you know, to, to living in a place like this. Like certain things don't work the way they they should. You know, you know plastic bags. Yeah, no Ziploc bags. No Ziploc bags. Yeah. Um, Georgia's a little better than continental Europe in some respects. Like, for example, one thing that always pissed me off about in Hungary or any European country, the clerks at the store don't bag your groceries for you. People get mad at me. Like, Europeans get mad at me for, like, pointing that out. In America, the clerks will bag your groceries for you. Like, what else are they going to do? Like, it, it, it's not like they're so damn busy they can't bag my groceries. You have to bring your own bags, which is dumb because I always forget to bring mine, and yeah, they charge extra. In Georgia, they bag your groceries for you. In Georgia, you don't have to pay to use the bathroom. In Georgia, you don't have to pay to use a shopping cart. It's very American like that. They even have American-style pizza, which is, uh, which is nice, nice. Well, yeah, but how, I, how can you hardly fault them? Like one thing that I ran into uh, in Italy – was I thought this was a park. Like there's a bunch there on one side of the road, you got a road, and on one side of the road is this park that overlooks a cliff. And on the other side of the road are a bunch of cafes and restaurants. And uh, me and the GF were just walking down and oh, let's sit at this bench. I didn't realize that the bar owned the seating uh, across directly across the street from them. And then some guy in broken English came up and kind of yelled at me a little bit. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know how, but how can you, how can you point it out to them when that's their culture? I, I've never encountered anything like that. I mean, I, there are a lot of, open well, no, I mean, bag groceries bag. I mean, so what they don't bag. You got to bag your own groceries here. I know in Wisconsin, we typically had to bag our own groceries. Am I is is is, is 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 am I just a freak? Because like in New York, I never like Aldi's is the exception. But who shops at Aldi's? Everywhere else, I but, shop at Aldi's. They got great prices on soda water and coffee. Well, okay, you got Aldi's, but that's it. Everywhere else, like when I was growing up, everywhere else I go, uh, the clerks bag your groceries for you. I'm just used to that. Um, oh yeah, no, dude, go different places in the United States. It's only unless you're at a luxury grocer. Uh, do you have someone else bag your groceries for, or admittedly you go to like some small town Midwest, like the, 
the local boy clerk, he'll come in and bag the groceries for you. Uh, but no, for, for most of my life in the United States, I've always bagged my own groceries. They got Cub Foods, Rainbow Foods out here, Roundies back in Milwaukee. There was a Century. Uh, you were just to bag your own groceries. And even some of the luxury grocers here, uh, well, of course, that's because I go through the self-checkout lane because I can't stand slow people. Um, they they don't bag your groceries at the at some of the luxury groceries. Like, you got to go through the slow dipshit conformist line with Tilly paying with a fucking check and they talk back and forth one another about the weather or the game or whatever. So I go through the bachelor lanes real quick, but yeah, most for the most part, I've always bagged my own groceries in the, you guys must just be spoiled in New York. That's, that's weird. Yeah. But it was like all the, all the chains I know in New York, like Wegmans, uh, Hannaford, uh, Price Chopper, PNC, Tops, et cetera. They always bag the groceries for you in Chicago. They always bag the groceries for you at Mar- Mariano's or Jewel. Um, you know, at Whole Foods, at Trader Joe's, um, and in other countries, like in the Philippines, not only do they bag your groceries for you, they staple it up because it's an anti-theft mechanism. Like they don't mm-hmm. want you to throw stuff in there after you've paid for your groceries. So, um, <laughs> what country is this? That's in the Philippines. The Philippines. So they okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> actually, I remember one point where I was actually shopping for uh, I was shopping for a new belt at a at a clothing store. And um, I I asked the clerk to to because I it had some sort of anti theft thing on it I forgot what it was uh, I was going to shop there for like a new pair of pants and the belt but they forced me to pay for the belt right then and there and then they went they let me go and shop for the pants because they, I guess they were afraid that uh, I was going to run out with the belt if uh, I had multiple items of clothing on me it must be a real pain if you're like shopping for like an entire family like if you're if you're a mother going in and you have to pay for each individual item as you get it. Uh, like holy shit! Well, that's the, that's the problem of low trust, corrupt societies. Go look at the corruption's perceptions. And I mean, one of the huge we could talk taxes and how much money and private uh, property and freedom all day. But if your culture is relatively corrupt, you know, say sub-Saharan Africa, uh, Venezuela, now uh, Haiti, uh, even in Jamaica, which is relatively uncorrupt for a Caribbean nation, uh, when you walked into their version of Walmart, there's a security guard. Going in and a security guard going out, uh, and you know that's that's not terribly taxing. You could get your stuff and walk in and walk out. But yeah, if you got to buy one thing at a time, they're stapling. They got to go through all this anti-theft uh, stuff because in general the population is uh, corrupt. Yeah, well, your your economy is going to grow. Hey, heck, even a buddy of mine, he's from Mexico. He's telling me about how when uh, let's say you're a Mexican manufacturer and you need to bring in whatever materials to make your your final product they have individuals who are responsible for the shipment each shipment to make sure it gets to you and there's nothing taken off the top it uh, it does indeed get to your but it's not confiscated and held for ransom later and that's just a ton of wasted labor and time and potential gdp Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of that in certain parts of Europe. Like, Poland is more open. Poland's probably, like you said, the most thirst, first worldish of the of the Eastern European countries. In Hungary, there's a bit more suspicion. In Ukraine and Serbia, a bit more suspicion. In Georgia, Georgia's a little between Poland and Hungary on that scale. Um, so there is a total distrust. But, you know, if you go to a, a convenience store, you will always have the security guard glaring at you, particularly if you're showing up at 4 a.m. in your boxers uh, like I do. But um, – yeah. Or yelling at the staff because they don't have Ziploc bags or screaming at them because they're not begging your groceries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm just picturing you drunk, 
boxers, 4 a.m. Where's my fucking Ziploc bags? No, I'm not going to bake my groceries, you fucking goddamn Eastern European brat. That was that was actually fairly accurate because there's a there's a show I, I uh, go on as a guest every so often, The Weekly Sweat, that airs at like 7 in the morning my time. It's 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, and I usually drink when I'm on the show because it's something you got to do. So like I don't usually drink a lot most of the time. I usually drink when I'm on live streams, but that's it. So I'm going to this convenience store at like 6, 6.30 in the morning to get like vodka and beer. And they probably think I'm the worst dipshit alcoholic ever <laughs> this guy's coming in to buy 6 30 to 6 30 to buy out vodka what a loser at least you can buy it vodka at 6 30 that's uh you get into some of these not even dry counties just these religious like they're all lutheran or catholic it's like oh no sundays we don't serve booze no we close at eight well, well hey, I bet you, new york could you could your grocery uh, not grocery what well, grocery stores can your grocery stores and gas stations sell booze uh, grocery stores and gas stations can sell beer, but that's it. They can't sell wine or liquor. Oh, okay. And wine and liquor stores are not allowed to sell beer. They're also not allowed to sell any like, uh, like you, if you want cheese with your wine, you can't get it at a wine and liquor shop. You got to go to the grocery store. Oh God! You guys, you got some rather creative attempts to get around this. Like when I when I was in college in Albany, there was a uh, a guy who decided to construct a wine and liquor store right next to a convenience store, so you could get everything in one little complex. And back mm-hmm. home in Syracuse, in the suburbs, there's a large Wegmans, a large grocery store uh, in the suburbs, and right next to it is a uh, Liquor City, which is a gigantic liquor liquor warehouse chain. So you know, it's uh, it's they work around it pretty creatively. No, oh. when you were in Wyoming, you ever see any of those drive-through liquor stores in Gillette or I don't know? Yeah, I saw I like? saw a couple of those, and I'm like, what? I yeah, got used pretty- to it. I I kind of. But then I was like, well, why am I going? You get so sick and tired of staying at home, you'd go out. So I could understand if you're going to a party or uh, going to a hootenanny, as they call it out there. But then I I just like, yeah, I'm just going to sit at the bar and drink at the bar. And then you watch cars drive around and come. It's like almost eating at a McDonald's, but it's just serving booze. It was kind of the weirdest thing. If you ever end up in Wyoming, it's kind of we kind of We kind of have those here in Georgia. Like I, on the side of my road, the road here, I'm, I'm uh, my building is between two major one ways. Uh, you've got these little kiosks uh, on the side of the road where you can pull up and get some, get some booze. Uh, yeah. You can, you can walk up to them too, but nobody really does that. They're pretty much exclusively for the people who are driving. And they're open 24 hours too. Oh, that, I don't think I don't even think Wyoming, the liquor stores are open 24-7. I think inevitably they all closed at some point. But God damn it if the bars weren't open at 6 a.m. all the time. <laughs> so, all right. Well, listen, I'm sure you have work to do. I got work to do. Let's get to some financial consulting. Uh, and we got a fair amount of them. You know how this works, right? You're, yes, you're not yes. unaware. Okay. Uh, so we got a lengthy one here. Uh, this is written from a man will keep anonymous. His English is not his first language. So, uh, let's forgive him on that. Dear Mr. Clary. Uh, my name is such and such. I'm from Sylvania, 25 years old and at a personal crossroad in my life for the majority of the last 10 years, I would without a doubt, consider myself a loser with no hope in sight. I play video games for an average of 10 hours a day and masturbated the rest of my teens into the sunset. I thought it was only Americans or like rich countries that did this. I, I mean, are, are we exporting that? Are, you've been out there. You've been in Central Europe. Are the guys all soy and fat and pathetic or what? It's it's spreading at a much rapid, much more rapid rate than you would anticipate. Oh, like you God. start seeing women in like Hungary now with like getting fat with like the tattoos and stuff. Like one trend you got in Hungary now is the uh, is the hybrid tattoo 
parlor slash cafe or hybrid tattoo parlor slash bar. So you can get a beer or you can get a uh, panini while you're having some dude inject uh, ink into your ass to make a butterfly. Jesus Christ. I, my, thought, my thought on those, like, th- th- wouldn't that like violate all kinds of health considerations, health codes? Well, not, I don't know here, maybe not over there, obviously, I guess. Uh, but people who go and get tattoos, uh, unless it actually meant something and you did something to earn it, uh, I, I don't really charter them with having the, the, the higher intellect uh, of the world. So I, most of them, oh, dude, let's get drunk in Vegas or whatever. And they go to a tattoo and you'll always see tattoo parlors next to a payday uh, loan center or, uh, uh, you know, some kind of, I don't know, a uh, halfway house. So I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not questioning their judgment. They have none. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised you'd be surprised that they're getting drunk and having beers and get tattoos at the same time. Oh yeah. Well, one trend I've noticed is like the people with the tattoos are like, you've got like these women who will get tattoos and claim they're doing it to memorialize some horrible thing that happens. Like, Oh, my grandmother died and I got a tattoo. Oh, I survived cancer and I got a tattoo. Why do you want to like have like reminders of painful episodes in your life etched yeah. to your skin? That's kind of sick. <laughs> I thought Roosh made a good point early on many years ago about how, and I didn't really believe it at first, but the smartphones were the uh, wedge breaker or the lead uh, vanguard into introducing basically we- Western filth and decay into these otherwise traditional uh, cultures. And, uh, but I thought it only happened on the women, uh, but I guess the men, because I, th- I presumed you needed a, a welfare state or, or, or non-traditional worthless parents to allow you to stay at home and play video games and jerk off. But apparently that that's making its way uh, to the men of central Europe as well. Uh, yeah, you know, basically anywhere, and any, anywhere you have like that's hooked up to the internet is slowly inching towards us. The internet, the smartphones, it's really evident in Poland. Like when I was in Poland in November, uh, that was my first time being in Warsaw for about a year, and the changes were pretty striking. You've got the one with the multicolored, you know, uh, hair everywhere, the tattoos, etc. You log on to Tinder or any dating website, and you hear all these women talking about how much they love their careers in English. Um, Really indistinguishable from like the New York or Chicago in a lot of respects. Now, Warsaw is a tiny bit of an outlier, but you see the same behavior to a lesser extent in Krakow and Budapest, even exported to Ukraine in some respects, which is shocking because Ukraine is like dirt poor. It's like you figure this would be a luxury. This all this shit would be. Yeah, like yeah, that's like where's the money coming from? And even if you lived at home, your folks ain't got a shit ton of money in in uh, Romania. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, the average salary in like like Lviv, Ukraine is like $200 a month and they still are going for the tattoos and all that stuff. So, I can only guess it's what demonic possession, some kind of virus. I America don't know. leads again. They want to be like the West. Yeah, yeah, that that's you know, right, you know, I I've, I've made jokes that eventually like in order to escape Americanization, I'm going to have to live in a yurt in Mongolia or something. <laughs> Just hook up some fiber optic cables to my yurt. You know, Matt Forney live from the yurt. Never mind the sandstorm. Let's talk about the news. Hakech got himself a new yak. (laughs) I can see the news. (laughs) Dude, you should just get the URL, Forney's yurt. And then, you know, it could be metaphorical. It doesn't actually have to be. You should just focus on, like, Mongolian news. What's their capital like? Akabaga. It's like a bunch of 
Yeah, yeah. Ulaanbaatar. Yeah, just every day going to Ulaanbaatar news, see what's going on. Hey, the 40 yurt. Welcome to the yurt. And then I heard the worst news possible when I made that joke on someone who knows about that area. He's like, you don't want to go to Mongolia. They're getting pretty liberal. They're they're very heavily influenced by the uh, U.S. and Japan. And I'm like, how? Okay. How? What is, does Ukebak bring his yak in with the with the New York Times? How are they getting – do they yeah, have – that That's the same question I had. Mongolia was like one of the first communist countries, but apparently they decided to go like the, in the opposite direction super fast. Oh, God. I, there will be, I guess Antarctica would be about the only place that's left. Forney's Igloo. Forney's Igloo. There we go. Right next to the, uh, what is it, Church of the Mirthful Bulbasaur? Yes. And uh, what else? Well, well, we'll get a whole little mythical town. Clary's Angry Guns. You can go to the Angry Gun store. And, oh, and, all right. Uh, Play video games, mass bay teams, blah, blah, blah. In the fall of 2017, I get a kick how these youngins, these young kids, in the fall of 2017, I'm like, dude, that was three weeks ago. Like, what do you, how they, they're so young. Six months means a lot to them, where they delineate between six months. In the fall of 2017, and then three months later, I did this. In the fall of 2017, I didn't even have enough money to pay for the 15 euro World of Warcraft subscription. A guild mate from Finland had to leave for mandatory military service, and that got me the idea that I could benefit in the life, in my life, from something like that. The Slovene constitutions let civilians of military age attend boot camp, as to get more potential recruits to fit the bill. I joined, and it was quite trans- a transformative experience. I had never felt so close to other people as with the guys there, and gained a better sense of myself, who I was, and what I wanted to be. Later on, as of watching your videos, I stumbled upon your mentioning the occupation of security guard. He puts it in quotes as if, as if it's like a big major thing. It's uh, it's it's not, fan- it's a low grade job. I got a government sto- a sponsored training program for the. J- you got training and being <laughs> you show up sober, shave, and don't be a terribly fat ass. That's about it. As luck would have it, I stumbled upon the most relaxing job I had in my life. I work at a brewery where I play the role of uh, something. I'm not going to say where. It's five minutes from my home where I live with my parents. The pay is actually not that bad compared to the work of my peers do. A free use of my computer most of the times at this very moment. I'm listening to enjoyable jazz music while writing you this email. I, I told people. We didn't even have the internet when I was a security guard, let alone laptops. And, yeah, you uh, had now, to like you know read books while you're on the job, you know. Well, I, I remember one time hauling my entire computer and printer because it was uh, finals. I hauled it to my um, uh, place that I was working a shift later on that day, and the guy was looking at me. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm bringing my computer." <laughs> like, Why is I got to write a paper? And it worked, but yeah, when laptops came out, I was like, "Holy cow!" They were black and white when they first came out. Uh, I do not have a driver's license yet and I'm getting started on my path to it. My finances seem to be alive. I don't actually spend much on my paycheck except to pay all the bills in my home and occasionally beer and cigarettes. As of right now, I have 2000 euros in savings and not much to spend it on. I don't buy clothes because my fashion obsessed cousin buys enough clothes and never wears them. And I get hand-me-downs. I don't do drugs, don't have a car or a girlfriend. I actually started to enjoy it piling up a bit. I did attend university for six months in computer science and IT, but quit not because I didn't like it, but because that at that point, life felt pointless. I was a mess in every sense of the word. 
When I did attend, I did very well. In terms of looks, I'd say I'm about a 5 out of 10, being 182 centimeters. What we we divide by 2.5? Yeah. Matt, is that yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. You're over there, divided by 2.5. 71 inches. Damn it. What is 60? 5'11"? Yeah, he's almost that's, 6 yeah. feet tall. Okay, 6 feet tall. I have quite a bad situation with my teeth, but that's about to change very soon. My love life is something a kid. Your love life shouldn't even exist. I'll stop you right now. If you got problems with your teeth, you should not even be bothering looking at women. You you got lots of improvement here before you even approach your first girl. Seems like you got a, like a mess of self esteem issues here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my love life is something akin to a dry well in the deserts of Mars. During my more youthful years, I was shot down by every girl I tried to have a thing with except one, but that fell short when I was a mess when my mother went into a coma. <clears throat> and now that I have this comfortable job working on a driver's license and started the process of repairing my teeth and gained back some muscle, I really don't know where this should be going. I don't even have a good reference point of where I should be at this age. Uh, you should be way further ahead, way further ahead. Uh, many times I feel like I'm severely lacking behind my peers. You probably are, but through talking to them, everybody seems to have a slew of problems. It's often quite a burden to me thinking of the problems I created myself and how long it would take to even get them to zero. The thought of me feeling like progress is nowhere to be found while at the same time worshiping the idea of gradual improvements. I like to just get your take on this mess of a life I've created and some words of wisdom <clears throat> that could be thrown my way, especially in terms of work, money, and women. Sometimes it feels like an endless suck. Okay, well, I'll tell you right now, learn to write more succinctly. Get to the fucking point. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like this email has gone on for like at oh, least four times as long as it needed I, to. I charged him. I charged him an arm and a leg. I got a good ding out of that 2,000 euro he saved up. Uh but just just to for anybody listening, I know fans out there, you want to save money, you want to make me less pissed off, be succinct. Don't use uh, 20 words when you can use one. That's just good yeah. at writing. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it feels like I'm an endless. Okay. Um, I had a couple questions. He says, as for your questions, the Slovene military, bless their souls, of my comrades is – Sadly, bad. It's not that there's any lack of money. Okay, I just want to know if, if there was pay, if it was worthwhile. Uh, my non-existent plans after being security guard are just that. He has no plans. This job is exactly what I know. Computer skills, tangible. All right. Basically, he doesn't have any point and purpose in living and wonders where the self-improvement is living or if it's even worth it. Forney, thoughts? Uh, did he, he said he lived in Slovenia, right? Did he say yeah, Slovenia? Yeah, Slovenia. That, that little joke of a postage stamp country. Like, <laughs> like, you're in the EU, dude. Like, he can get a much better paying job with some skills in any East Western European country. Hell, he's Austria is right on the border. Um, uh, does he know German? Um, probably not even without that. He could probably get a job in Austria that would pay three times whatever he's doing. There's a oh, there's, lot of Eastern Europeans who have gone to uh, Western Europe uh, to make money in that regard. A lot of Poles, a lot of Hungarians, a lot of Romanians in Germany, France, the UK, etc. Uh, so he could go. To, I would recommend go to Austria. Uh, try to get a job in Austria since it's right there. You know, he won't even have to go too far. Yeah, my uh, that's the that's the tangible action or one of the many he could take. I, there's no doubt about that. What 
what I think the main problem is, is he, if you don't have an incentive or a reason to get up, then why would you go through these machinations? It's kind of like MGTOWs or virgin towels and where, well, if the girl's not going to go out with me, why would I go to the gym? So you are thereby disincentive, uh, disincentive to go to the gym diet and whatever else. So this guy's looking for a point and reason to live. And the, the, the best point and reason I could give you uh, to live life and have a goal in life is that you will die. It will end. Now you can sit there and jerk off the video games and you can play video games and you can have bad teeth, which he's changing. He's actually making the moves to change. He's improving himself and he's noticing that his situation is better than it was before. But the ultimate question he has is to what ends? Like, where is there a particular goal? Is there a particular thing? And the, the ultimate goal or the ultimate context is that you will die. Now, what do you want to do with he's 22, the remaining 60 years of his life, you estimate? Uh, 80, he's about to die at 80, right? Yeah, that's, that's it's uh, 70, 80, about fair, yeah. All right, so at minimum, do you want the next 60 years, three quarters of your life to suck as the first quarter did? Obviously not, he's moving towards something. And then as to terms of what specific goals, well, <clears throat> self-improvement is a goal unto itself because you're better than you were before. You don't have shame. Like I have no idea what that would be like to, to not be able to afford a world of war. I have no idea what it's like to live at home at 22. I think people are losers pretty much if they live at home, unless they incurred some debt for some legitimate degree and da, 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 da. There's some exceptions now given the price of tuition. But, but I, I would, I, if I was in his situation, say three months ago when he didn't have the security guard job, you know what I would be contemplating? What? Suicide. Because I'd be so ashamed of myself and be like, I am achieving, there is no point for you to live if all your life consists of is playing video games and jerking off to porn. Yeah, I mean, I, well, a lot of people don't see it that way. Well, I, one thing to look at it from, like, if you're in the throes of depression, people who kill themselves generally don't do it when they're at their nadir of how they feel because they're just too depressed to actually act on anything. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, suicides happen when they're on the upswing. When their mood improves, they start being able to, like, you know, do basic functions. That's when they're able to put it together the plan to kill themselves. Like, if you're at the nadir of, like, oh, I'm a loser, all I can do is uh, play video game to jerk off the porn, you probably don't even have, have to have the motivation to commit suicide right i i didn't think of it that way but you're right oh, i'd have to get a gun i'd have to get up i'd have to leave I'd the house to, i'd have to go to home depot i'd have to tie a noose you know <laughs> i don't have the money to go to home depot <laughs> oh all right uh so anyway let, suicide and darkness and life philosophy aside there's just a handful of reasons to live aside from the fact you're going to die and you might as well enjoy it all right one is that you would get married and have kids. That's what it's been traditionally, genetically, biologically since time immemorial, is to breed in a new generation. Uh, I have always said, because it's true, humans are the most important thing in the world, and the most important human of the most important things in the world would be your spouse. Uh, I would argue then followed by your children. Uh, not to say they compete, but uh, you do have to have a hierarchy, different discussion later for that. Um Outside of that, then there is self-value and worth via self-improvement. So for men, that has traditionally been a career, some kind of creativity, some kind of legacy that you will leave the world. Matt and I are both authors. We, When we die, our books will continue on. 
uh, our YouTube videos and other digital works will probably still remain in one capacity or another. The yeah. wisdom we have passed on and helping out younger people such as yourselves can be passed on to help improve millions of other uh, young men's and women's lives. So you're doing good in that capacity. <clears throat> and then uh, this is just my personal opinion. I'd say adventure, uh, exploration, especially for men. Um, Matt is in a new country. Rouge has traveled the world. I like my motorcycle riding. Um, everybody has different types. It doesn't have to be travel. There's different types of hobbies that are some kind of exploration or adventure. Uh, but it's basically, do you want to sit on your ass and do nothing? Or do you want to avail yourself of this big ass playground and go have a little bit of fun? And uh, a lot of that, unfortunately, requires that you work up enough money to not only support yourself the basic needs, but then also have the funds to go and travel and go and enjoy and participate. So, I mean, that's just that's what I would be working for. Uh, I don't know, Matt, what your life you know incentives are, but that, that's well, what gets me up in the morning. Well, it's like, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to go into great details, but I do get depressed a lot and I do have suicidal ideation from time to time. What keeps me going is, uh, number one, well, number one, God. Like, if you kill yourself, if, if you're a Christian and you kill yourself, that's a sin. Because it's not your choice to make. It's God's choice. Number two, I got a lot of enemies, and I know they'd be satisfied if I killed myself. And I want to <laughs> live long enough to get revenge on them, which I can't do if I'm dead. Number three, I got lots of people who love me and care about me. And if I killed myself, they would be sad, and they would be grieving. And I would be taking away something from them. And number four, I just got too much shit to do, man. There's so many things. I've, I've done a lot over the course of my life, and it always seems like there's more that uh, I need to do, which I obviously can't do if I'm dead. So I want to get all my goals, as much of it done as possible while I'm still alive. Uh, if I can, like, I maybe may not tick off every item on that list, but if I can get to, like, 90% there, 80% there, uh, then maybe I'll I'll, I, I'll be happy dying. But until then, I've got to keep going, man. It's it's a lot like a shark. I, I, you you can't sit still, otherwise you die. Sharks, if they don't stop, if they don't, sharks never stop swimming. Even when they're sleeping, they swim. I think because of something with their gills, otherwise they can't breathe. And it's like that. If you're a real man, to be somewhat analogous, you just can't stop because if you stop, you're dead. Uh, you see that with guys who retire and they don't replace it with something else. You see that with guys who get divorced and have their uh, family taken away from them. Uh, that's a real hard thing to happen where you've lost your family, you've lost your wife, but then you still push on uh, to find point and reason in living. And you're kind of in somewhat, I don't know what your parents did or lack to do, uh, but you, you got to find some kind of point and reason to live. And that's not other people's job. That's your job. And there's a ton to do. I mean, for now, there's the simple stuff. Get in shape, work out, fix your fucking teeth, go back into computer science, learn your fucking degree. And you got the tools right now to do it. You're working security at night. I would I'm not saying don't listen to jazz, but I'd be using that time to study and learn some programming and some languages. Then you're, you got yourself a skill that's going to earn you 30, 40 euro an hour, maybe internationally, if you want a program, you can earn yourself uh, 70, 80 US dollars uh, an hour. Uh, that then opens up other doors. You could go be a digital nomad in nice, warm Southern climes. You could travel Europe. Hell, the, the fact you're in Europe, you just hop on the train. There's so much to explore. I mean, there's the Alps. There's. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like I, was, I was talking about the practical advice. You could go work elsewhere in the EU. It's like, you know, you have that right as an EU citizen. You mm -hmm. can go yeah. work in any other country, including countries that have a much higher standard of living and much higher pay on average.
coach. So like I said, he could go to Austria and and work there and make up a ton. Actually, here's an example. Uh, I I have a friend, um, a Hungarian friend who uh, worked in Finland for like the most of the past ten years because it was much you know much higher pay, etc. Came home, married a married another friend of mine. Uh, now they have a kid. Uh, and now he's building a successful business in Hungary. You know, there's no reason why this guy couldn't do the same thing. You know, it's like the situation, economic situation in these Eastern European countries isn't uh, may not be the greatest, but you've got a limitless. Uh, you still got a lot of opportunity that you could be taking advantage of. Yeah, I mean, here I did a video called "Before You Commit Suicide." Check that out. Even though you're not suicidal now, check it out because it really does change the life's philosophy. You know, what's in your backyard? What if you were going to kill yourself, if things were that bad before you go, before you kill yourself and die, why don't you go do some cool shit and you could do whatever you want because the worst other outcome is you're going to die. So he's not at that point, but are, are, are there, you know, the geography better than me, Matt, but are there mountains in Slovenia or Slovenia nearby? Is, is mountains. It's part of the generics. Fucking Christ to lose weight, dude, go get a headphones, a, a podcast player, go download a, listen to your jazz and just go hike the freaking mountains, climb a mountain, look around that, that alone will give you at least 10 years of entertainment and put you in shape. Well, yeah. You're not too far from the coast either. You could go, you know, do all the fun things down by the Adriatic coastline. What, what are the fun things to do? Are they surfing or swimming or surfing, what? swimming, all that, you know, cause oh, that's, okay. you know, that's the body of water separating Italy from, you know, uh, the former Yugoslavia. Cool. All right. Well, I think we answered his question. You ready for another one? Yeah, sure thing. Sure. Uh, hi, I'm a mechanic. Wait, did I want to do this one? I want to make sure there's one that some guy wanted to talk to Chad. Oh no. Okay. This is it. All right. So this is, uh, this is not the one for Chad. <clears throat> Hi, I'm a mechanical engineer student in Finland. I know Finland isn't a primary English primary language country, but I assure you that my English is better than what most Americans have. Now, the reason I am writing is to ask what you think about my life as it is going now and see if there's advice you can give. I have listened to hours of your videos and have taken notes every change I get as what chance I get. He spelled the change every chance I get as well as other Manosphere content. I'm a nerd, I know, but maybe I could become an alpha nerd one day. I started studying 2016. See, again, I tell you, these young kids, you know, on February of 2019, I, I started studying 2016. I graduated from high school or at least a Finnish equivalent in 2015. I did my mandatory army service in between. I didn't know what to do with myself, and I really didn't even know where to begin researching or what to take into account. Eventually, I'll go through Studying something technical since I'm good at maths. I looked into three. See, this is why I charge a lot. I charge a, a lot for this one. Kid, write better. And not, not necessarily better, write more succinctly. That's more, I, I, more along, concisely. With, along with join the military, major in STEM. I am now going to add as my third default bit of wisdom, write more succinctly for everybody. Uh I looked through fields and I thought Kanetechnika, which translates directly into machine techniques, but is commonly translated into mechanical engineering, caught my eye, mostly because it said Kone and I like machines. I took the entrance exam, which only involved simple mathematics and physics I had never heard of. I did well, though evidently because I was accepted on my first choice of, at a master's program at the Tampaniri University of Technology, which is the foremost engineering school in Finland. Another one might be Helsinki University, but I bet this place is filled with pussies anyway. Tampiri, 
is much more of an industrial city has more of a tradition with and focus on engineering. Do you think, Matt, let me ask you this. Do you think it's because they're so young and maybe we were like this when we were younger that the minutia, because it's new seems relevant. And so we mention it. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, I, I, I used to be a lot like that. I think and maybe not to this degree, but you know, did you did you know, for example, uh, that uh, the older you get, uh, the faster time seems to go? Uh, like, yes, I know why. Yeah. Go ahead, please explain why, because it's a very interesting insight. Yeah, because every uh, year uh, on your life is another year, so you have more years. You know, it's like it's the same principle of why if I gave Aaron a thousand dollars, or if he gave me a thousand dollars, it would be a big deal. But if he gave a thousand dollars to uh, Warren Buffett, it would be meaningless. Mm-hmm. You know? So. I think I think something similar is going on here. If you I, have, I think it's I, novelty. I, yeah. It's, it's novelty. Like, oh, I remember to show you how pathetic and sad and ill-traveled I was um, growing up in Wisconsin. We did no traveling. Never, and, and I thought um, this hill, not even in the Black Hills. This is a hill on the Missouri River in Oakoma, uh, South Dakota. It was the tallest hill. I thought it was a mountain at the time. Uh, and I think it only went up maybe 200 feet. It was really sad and pathetic, but that's cause I saw nothing else. I took a picture of it. So I got all these pictures on my way out West and it just keeps getting progressively bigger and bigger pictures to the point. It's like, why did I take a picture of this Hill? I think these young kids are like, well, this, this town has more industry and, and, and now this one's this way. And that one's just like, kid, just shut the fuck up and get to the point. Well, it's like, think- they, you know, it's like how they react with like, you know, like loves. Like you, you get, you, you have your heart broken when you're like 17 years old. And you're like, oh, it's so horrible. I'll mm-hmm. never love again. You know, the same lack of perspective. Yeah, 40, like, eh, <laughs> I, I guess I'll drink a beer. I'll be all right. And then uh, at 60, you're like, what's your name again? Well, who are you? <laughs> Which one? Are, well, uh, during my school, my years at school, I was never challenged. Matt, what are you doing? Where are you? Did we lose you, Matt? There you are. Uh, during my years at school, I was never challenged intellectually, and my family isn't great either, so I never had to build up a work ethic. That changed slowly at university, where the courses got progressively harder, and I started to lose motivation when the finished winter and social isolation piled on. I eventually pulled through behind on student credits. Oh, I eventually pulled through, through but behind on student credits, I haven't had luck with summer jobs or part-time jobs either. That has started to change now that I beat the beta out of myself and started to pursue my goals more actively. I now get an average grades of four out of zero to five. I regularly work and study 12 hours a day, six days a week. And I even have a couple summer jobs possibly lined up, although none of the engineering jobs didn't pan out. I plan to use a third of the money I make to invest a third for spending and clean living and a third for liquid savings for the rest of the year. I'm 22, 11 euro in debt, and I have very little work experience. The interest on my loan is less than inflation, so I'm technically making money by being in debt. The loan is government-backed, and Fins tend to be very skeptical of sales and business people, so the banks have a hard time selling me loans, which keeps my prices down. Right, so I am basically asking you to do a review and tell me what you think. Tell me if there's something I should do or watch out for. My biggest worries are in order. My student <clears throat> credit deficit, which is large but shrinking, lack of work experience, and maybe even work because I haven't had luck at job searches in my social isolation. Oh, by the way, maybe I do have a problem being solved. I have an IQ of 130. And I never really related with other guys. 
one-on-one -on -one I do fine, but when the group grows, the guys start engaging in weird behavior. And I choose not to ape them in everything. I am seen as a weirdo and an outsider. Even sometimes in one of my one, even sometimes in one on, in my one-on-one -on -one relationships, I sometimes just have a falling out and I never know the specific reason. I fear that if I spend enough time alone, I'll become so far removed from larger society. My social graces will be un um, unsalvageable. I currently spend all my energy writing extra lengthy emails to asshole consulting, driving the owner of asshole consulting into suicide. I know. Uh, I currently spend all my energy at studies and do deem it necessary. And it is hard to start a social life because I spend so much time alone. For these reasons, I have no idea how to become social again. Last I had real friends and not just surface level acquaintances was when I was a kid. I'll my f big five personality score case. Honest to God, man, he listed his fucking. They must have some kind of a Briars Migs thing in Finland. <laughs> he actually lists yeah. them. Uh, nobody cares. By the way, Myers, the, the MBTI is bullshit. There bullshit. It is. Bullshit. The only thing more bullshit than that is the emotional quotient test. The emotional or emotional, uh, what do they call it? Emotional Q? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, that, that is bullshit. But is, is that actually used in anything? Whereas like MBTI is actually used by businesses and such. EQ is used by women to masturbate to themselves to make up for the fact they have a low IQ so they could say they're more emotionally stable or a low IQ men if they wanted to go in. It, it's totally chiclet is what EQ was. It was just to make girls feel good. Because, see, they're emotional. They're in touch with their emotions. Even though it can't objectively be measured, but a math or physics quiz can be. <clears throat> emotional uh, quotient cannot. Um, all right, Matt, what do you think? I got, I got my main theory. Uh, I think, I think, I think this guy should like learn to, to write please. And just be concise. Like, I, I don't know how you do it, man. With all the, with the word salad being spoke. Sp I out. charge a lot of money. Do you know what I charge this guy? What did you charge him? $85. Oh my god. You know what I charged the last guy? What? $85. It on that, average, if you write it if what's that? That doesn't deter people? Like No, like, I got I got my time. I gotta move all this shit. I gotta get crap. I gotta drive to Vegas. I have so much shit to do, and I am not getting my writing done on my book. I am maximum employed right now. And if anybody wants my time. And they're going to, I don't even read the damn things all the way through because I don't have time. Because what if I read the whole thing through and they don't pay? So I kind of skim it, get an idea of it. I'm like, okay, this is going to cost you this much time. You have to charge for your time. But it still pisses me off. It, it still angers me because it's just like, dude, get to the fucking point. Are you still charging $100 per hour? Yeah. You, you might want to consider doubling the rate when in situations <laughs> like this just to like, that would might encourage people to to be more concise. No, it it's it's one of those things where I learned it's and I'm I'm I fail in some regards, but I've really controlled my emotional response to this. It's knowing I'm not going to get my time back, <clears throat> and it doesn't matter because I'm getting compensated. It, it doesn't matter what I do, whether it's a pain in the ass, long dragged out email that's poorly written and it never gets to the point, drives my blood pressure up. Or whether it's a very precisely scripted question that's very interesting or philosophical or just plain freaking fun to do. Uh, it's the same time I lost, ultimately not getting to do what I want to do, which is hike, ride bikes, motorcycle, sex, and eat good food. 
but that that money helps. So it's a very Zen, stoic, philosophical. It does not matter what my time is spent doing. All that matters is that my time has been forfeited. And so now let us charge accordingly. So I don't get at you. I see someone get pissed off. So I'll get you not to keep diverging. But you know your good buddy, Chad Elkins, right? Yes. So what I'll get about once a week is an email of pure block text, typically from some younger kid who doesn't know anything about paragraphs or organizing their thoughts. And it's just a vomit of words. It fills up the whole fucking page. And so I'll take a screenshot and I'll send it to Chad. I'm like, hey, look, he gets more pissed off about it than I do. He's like, you better charge that fucker $250. I'm like, I didn't charge him that much, but I did charge him $110. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I do, I do comp- you know, compensate myself for it. But you can't, you can't charge him $250 because then they will go away. You can charge him $110 and you make a fair amount of money for the exact same amount of time. So it, you, you got to not let your emotions get in the way of it. Fair. Well, you're better at this than I am. I, I would probably go bad at you reading some of these emails. It's, you just got to working in banking help, man. Cause all of all the bullshit that was going around, you just, you just check zone out. You just like, don't care. Uh, all right. We got to focus and maybe answer the guy's question here. Um, so aside from learning to write and be more succinct, what, what, what would you, what advice would you give him as a, as a special guest celebrity asshole consultant? <sighs> I would, I would counsel him to be less neurotic and like stop putting his faith in, in bullshit like the MBTI and just knuckle down and do the fucking work. Like, it seems like the email, uh, the conciseness. Like, it seems like that he's not so much looking for specific advice. Well, some of that obviously he wants you know asshole consulting advice. Some of it is just like they want to hear someone like like vomit their problems to someone and then get some something useful in return. Obviously, um, so my advice would be to just knuckle down and and stop being so damn emotional. Yeah, like, seriously, um, kid, you're not that old. Okay, uh, you're not that old. Stop worrying. Yeah. Um, here's, here's what the two bits of information that I'm going to focus on to couch the entirety of my advice. He's got an IQ of 130, which is borderline, if not genius level. Uh, that's definitely genius. Yeah. Yeah. And here he is. He gets four out of five on his grades. Uh, he doesn't have his degree yet. Uh, and he hyper analyzes all this stuff. Uh, you're not working hard enough. You're just not. And he's, what he's coasting. I would say he's coasting. He is working. He's working 12 hours a day, six days a week, but I worked way more than that. That's pretty good for a young person by today's standards. But with that IQ, you should be able to increase your course load, have been done with your engineering degree, so that your brain would actually be getting the workout and your personality and your character to forge you into a man so that, frankly, you don't sound like a, a fucking pussy. Like I would not want to be this kid. So I wouldn't want to ha- hang out with you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be your friend. You, you're you're overanalyzing that your person. Why don't I have friends? How come I have friends? I have friends this time. No, look at it here. Here are my credits. It's gonna, da, da. No, dude, if you have this much time in your head and your mental faculties can be spent hyper-analyzing this bullshit, what you're doing is you're avoiding hard work at the gym, at work, uh, and at, uh, at in classroom time. 
so that you think you can unlock some kind of formula or make a little tweak, make a little adjustment here. And you're basically saying you, you pull up to my garage with a piece of shit, oh, say a 2001 Chevy Malibu. It's got 200,000 miles on it. And you're like, how do I get this ready for the F1 formula race? Can I tweak the tires here? Can I paint it differently? Chicks don't like this car. What, what can I, can I, can I maybe get some sweet personalized plates? It's like, no, you need a new fucking car. Or you better overhaul the motherfucking shit out of this car. Put a new engine in it. I mean, maybe keep the Cassie and that's it. So, dude, stop being a fucking pussy. Stop worrying like a little girl about your social life. Because you haven't forged yourself into a man. And people can smell that. They may not be able to put their finger on it, but they can smell it. Right? You get your ass done with your degree. You get a fucking job. When you go out and you socialize, stop hyper-analyzing friends. I've never understood this when people, especially guys, come up to me and say, I have trouble making friends. Like, how the fuck do you have trouble making friends? You're a guy. That's one of the greatest things about being guys is you just walk in, you be yourself, you swing your dick around, you you, you punch somebody in the shoulder and you're buddies and you get to be friends. Do you have any interests? Like, you've typically formed friends around, like, common interests, common community, et cetera. It's not hard to meet people. I mean, I've... I've, uh, Drifted across Europe for the past couple of years. I've never had a problem making uh, friends wherever I go, um, despite such things as language and cultural barriers. Because guess what? You can find things in common with people. You know, if it's this guy doesn't sound like he's like super like autistic or lacking no. in. Uh, no, he, he's, 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 he can socialize normally. He, got, he has potential. There's no doubt about it. He's just looking inward way too fucking much. And he's not. <laughs> Going to college and getting your standard – Finland, everyone, I guess, has compelled a compulsory military service. Are doing what everybody else does and kind of mailing it in when you have way more capacity and potential with the IQ that he does, you're just going to come out Wonder Bread, just bland, boring Wonder Bread, not even with Ziploc bags to put it in. And if you want to become an interesting man, I'm sorry. You must go through this process, this journey, this – uh, fire this this uh, galvanization where you work harder, suffer more, and therefore achieve more and become stronger and more interesting than the average person. And that takes years. I was not at all social during college because guess what? I was working full-time and going to school full-time. And at the end, Yes, that may have sucked. No, I didn't go to a lot of parties. No, I did not get laid. I, I did date a shit ton, though, my senior semester because I ended up having only to take one final class my senior semester. Uh, but the rest of it, there was there was no fun. I didn't look at my fucking, well, what's my personality score? Like, ah, shit, motherfucker, I got to eat. Uh, let's go take another shift. And at the end of that shitty-ass, horrible three and a half years of college, out came this wonderful, enjoyable, perfectly charming motherfucker you guys all love and, and, and cherish today. But if I had just done the standard dude bro, take five years to get a business degree with mom and dad paying for it and lackadaisically moping about, I'd come out so fucking boring, so fucking cookie cutter, so fucking nothing, even if I had an IQ of 130. It's tragic. He has the potential. He's just not doing it. So I would stop worrying about the social life. I would knock it the fuck off with trying to find out, oh, oh, my personality can be analyzed and put together in statistics and numbers like that. It's so fucking gay what he put in here. Openness to experience, 34. Intellect, 89. Openness, 2. Neuroticism, extroversion. Who, what, 
what worthless- Who the hell cares? Right, but I'm saying what worthless psychopath in the psychology industry who probably is on antidepressants herself and contemplates suicide daily, what doctoral candidate came up with that bullshit with this test? This is, uh, you know what this is? This is mental masturbation. You know, I, I know from a friend I, I used to know. Uh, he claimed that he, he, could, he could smell, like when he was in the gym, he could smell if other men had been jacking off regularly. And like- you, you can tell how nerdy a dude is based on that. And I, I, I kind of raised an eyebrow like, like that because it was a, like something I didn't really wasn't really soliciting a question of. But the point is people can tell this guy just spends all his time in his head just mentally masturbating. That's your issue, okay? Get out of your head. Get in the real world. Get in the real world because you've only got one life. Yeah. And he's got the potential. Now, I'm not discounting. He is working a fair amount, you know, with work and study, 12 hours. Uh, that's that's not bad. Um, you know, you're gonna have to study, but uh, with that IQ of 130, he it's that's what really it's like he could do so much more. And if he if he gets rid of this extra baggage, this extra rock he's dragging around, hyper analyzing his, his social life and person and thinking it's all a, a formula, you don't have time for that. Get your degree, get done with it, make money, join one or two clubs socially. Don't hyperanalyze it. Just go in and enjoy the clubs for what they are. You will make friends naturally. Don't force it. It'll happen naturally. Um, and if you're not in the gym, go work it out in the gym. I guess that'll be the fourth one. So what do we got? Join the military. Uh, learn to write more succinctly. Get in a gym. What's the Oh, major in STEM. There. It's kind of like the... What are the letters that you get for free in, in uh, Wheel of Fortune? I forget. Uh, it's like R and S and you get an E. Like we'll come up with the five basic. Yeah, here are your standard bits of advice. So, yeah. All right. We got that one there. Um, do you have time for another one? Oh, sure. Okay. Let me pull up this. <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, I I think I think they're all foreign and they all don't know how to write. How much time you got, Matt? This might be another eighty-five dollar one. I'm fine. I'm just sitting here working on ten at night. I'm I'm on my couch. I'm feeling good. So good. Let's good. hit me with it. All right, here we go. Hello, Mr. Clary. I would first like to state my gratitude for being patient as I reformat my problem before. Oh yeah, this guy emailed me his original question, then he resent a reformatted one because I have all the time in the world. Uh, as I want it to be constructed and as clear to understand as possible. Second, I'd like to say that I really enjoy your books as previously stated and I've read and enjoyed all your books w uh, through Audible. The only book I've yet to read is Poor Richard's Retirement. I've also read The Rational Mail, Rational Mail Preventative Medicine by Roald Tomasi, as well as Men on Strike, Capitalism and Freedom. And now I'm currently in the process of reading Happiness is a Serious Problem by Dennis Prager. However, my favorite out of all these readings is Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, which I highly suggest you read. I think you would enjoy the book. I don't have time to read anymore because of the length of this email. Uh, I would also like to say thank you for your publication, Reconnaissance Man. I have taken myself on a few little mini vacations over the weekend. I've been to the Billy the Kid Museum and recently traveled out to Socorro, New Mexico, to take a look at the very large array which me and my girlfriend enjoyed quite a bit. I am beginning to see that working like a dog is really counterproductive and that maybe I should take some time to enjoy myself and realize I am not tied to one geological location, nor is my life over since I'm only 22 
I have a lot left to live in life. Now on to my predicament. Now he's now he's ready to go. I'm a 22-year-old male attending a community college out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I began my enrollment there in 2015 after graduating in the hopes of becoming a special education teacher. Not so that I could get summers off, but because I grew up in a lot of special ed classes and genuinely understand and feel the frustration that these kids feel when they just don't get it. Although I am passionate about these kiddos. Oh God, my, okay, this is why I got to control myself. I just got to control myself. And there are various predicaments as I... As I have SPD, what's SPD? Do you know what that is, Matt? SPD, I I, I want to say I know what it is, but it's like on the tip of my tongue. Let me SPD, Let's look it up here. Disorder, uh, sociopathic personality disorder, maybe. SPD. I, I, I'm guessing PD stands for personality disorder. Sensory processing, also known as sensory integration, condition where multi-sensory integration is not equate process in order to provide. I'm going to call it yes, one of those things that may exist, but an excuse for parents who didn't raise their kids right. Well, at least it's not sociopathic <laughs> personality disorder. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a sociopath, and you want to be around kids. Right. Yeah, it's very comforting. And live life mostly through my headphones, but one look at the glass door review for the APS public school system sent me running the other direction. I then stumbled into information technology and have been there ever since. There we go. We're going to save them yet. I'm almost done with my prerequisite classes. I'm currently living in a spare bedroom rented out by my uncle due to a lot of family strife. See, don't tell me you have a mental disorder when your family's a bunch of fuck-ups. If you don't come from a stable nuclear family, not a nuclear family, a stable nuclear family where your fucking dad is around and your fucking dad pays attention to you and your mom didn't just ship you off to daycare so she could run off to her fucking career, you will not have these mental disorders. You don't have SPD. You're not special ed, okay? You just came of a fucked up family and no one spanked your ass to study hard. That's it. Cappy just solved the autism and Asperger's and the social anxieties and the SPD millennial Gen Z epidemic. Of course, Pfizer is going to be pissed off because now they can't sell their drugs to you kids anymore and antidepressants and Adderall, whatever the fuck else they give you. But I just solved the world's largest psychological problem. The psychology industry should go bankrupt tomorrow because you don't need your therapists anymore. Don't need your therapist. Don't need your goddamn uh, mood regulating <laughs> drugs. You know, I've never actually taken any of those drugs in my life. None of that antidepressant, antipsychotic stuff. You know, you know, Ritalin. Like, like I've done plenty of illegal drugs, but I've not <laughs> done illegal drugs like that, which I think are worse for you. The, okay? the illegal drugs are probably better for you than anything else. Yeah. I, maybe not meth. Okay, meth and heroin's pretty bad, but God Almighty. Uh. I mean, it's a script, man. It's a goddamn script. Problems, this, that, can't focus, not doing, not challenging myself, fat, loser, oh, God, you know, directionless. Where's your dad? Oh, we had family problems. Well, <laughs> don't <laughs> tell me. It's something wrong with the brain. Oh, I pay my rent on time. I've done the job of purposely taking on as much responsibility as I can. Good. Because I'll tell you this, kid, you're the only one that's going to save you out of this goddamn thing. It ain't going to be the government, the teachers, your counselors, or your parents. I pay my own car insurance, pay my own bills, my own groceries, my own gas, so on. And to top that off, I have also decided to pay for my own college since I lost my scholarship two times due to some serious psychological problems. God, I can't make it. Due to some serious psychological problems related to my parents' divorce and my mother's abuses towards the family. No, you don't have psychological problems. If you... Were perfectly happy and smiley while your parents were getting divorced. 
and your mom was abusing the family, then you'd have psychological problems. But the pro but the fact like you're depressed, sad, and angry because your family is fucked up, that means you have a normal functioning brain. Yeah, you know, I'm listening to this. I'm thinking of that Chris Rock bit where he's talking, and this guy's talking about, oh, I pay for my own groceries. Oh, I pay for this and that. And I want to scream, you dumb motherfucker. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But for his generation and for his, uh, what would we call it? Uh, cohorts? Uh, uh, colleagues. Co colleagues, his uh, class, his associates. Peers. Peers. For his peer group, where he doesn't come from a stable nuclear family, with what present, Matt? Uh... Two-parent household. I mean, a uh, father and a mother. And what did the father have to be? Could he merely be present? No, he could. He, he had to be there and actually involved. He'd be involved. He had to be masculine. <sighs> I have been in IT for maybe two or so years now and have had three jobs. I've worked help desk as well as PC technician and now under a contract installing computer labs at the local schools and doing other various things like data destruction and imaging machines before we install them. This is great. This is great. This is going to be a rags to riches story. I do this contract 40 hours a week plus cleaning an office for the company. My dad works at two days a week as well as taking Cisco networking classes at night. I'm always busy and on the move. I failed pre-algebra college math three times in my five-year stint in my local community college. My first teacher was a bitter old high school lesbian dyke who had little patience for my disability related to math. I, I would have, I'm going to side with her. Yeah, yes, you came from a disadvantage. Yes, that's horrible. You didn't control it. You still got to deal with it. You had to try harder. Period. That's it. You may not need it because you don't really need uh, algebra to go and do computer networking, but... You do have to know um, statistics. What, what you, you ever familiar with subnetting or supranetting, Matt? Um, vaguely. You have to like break out IP addresses and subrouting and. Oh, I, I guess oh yeah, that yeah, yeah. I think that's more logic than it is statistics. Uh, my second teacher was an Asian gentleman who couldn't really communicate. In English, very well, did not offer me much help, only telling me to do better or get a tutor. And the third math teacher I had was from Africa and was a very funny and talented guy. But again, I could not understand him very well. Look, you replace your teacher. Your teacher, here's, here's how everybody from kindergarten to college deals with bad and good teachers, but especially bad ones. You go on the internet. You get a YouTube tutorial. And you teach yourself. Most teachers who are bad are truly inconsequential to your education if you wish to do well. You can't blame it all. What, you think we didn't have a bunch of fresh off the boat Asian professors who could barely speak a lick of English? Dude, it was a book. That's what it, we didn't have the internet. We had books. And you'd answer, yeah, there's a question, da, da, da. And then whatever, you know, Professor Yang from Bok Choy, China who was hired for 30 cents so the school could make more money. It, he was irrelevant. Your teachers are irrelevant, right? And, and especially now, they are easily replaceable, superiorly replaceable with the internet. You could go on Google or YouTube. You will find the best, the most highly voted up, the most popular video on geometry, on uh, the quadratic formula on asymptotic formulas you don't need your teacher if anything your teacher is just this non-entity worthless piece of shit consuming taxpayer resources that you have to sit and provide a fake audience imagine here's the bat here i figured out what teachers are 
you ever have a friend that goes into some kind of art, like a play or a band or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Whatever. And they say, Hey, we're our bands playing at the local Dunn brothers or I'm, I'm at the local community theater. Come on down and watch me. So you go down there, you watch him, and, and what's what's it like? It's it's not uh, it's not good. It's shit. It's utter shit. And that's what teachers are. Teachers are like, hey, you know, I studied really hard for my education degree, and I'd like you to come down. And it's a captive audience, financed by taxpayers, forced by law to send your fucking kids there as the goddamn virtual prisoners they are to sit there and watch this worthless, talentless, no good fuck. Sit there and do his little performance on, I gotta teach you about U.S. history now. I'm gonna read from the book that you could have done yourself. Okay, now. Go to the internet. Find superior teachers like me. You wanna learn about economics? Search Aaron Clary Economics on YouTube. You find a fuck ton of amazing shit that blows your average economics high school and college professors and teachers out of the goddamn water. They are not a Gray pube on my ball sack compared to me. You will learn more that way. But you cannot rely on your fucking teachers for your education, okay? You just can't. Your education, your career, and your future is just too damn important. And like us in the older days, you have the fucking internet. So go in there, listen to the dumbass play by your teacher. Oh, yeah, bravo, Mrs. Johnson. That was a great thing you did there. And then go home and study on the internet. That's it. I mean, heck, the well, book. The book is half times better than the teacher. Well, of course, that requires like these people to be self-directed, which is a lot of the people, a lot of people have problem they, with. They don't have a choice. I that's one thing I wish I could convey to these people. Like, I come from a broken home. I'm black. I'm female. I'm Hispanic. And you could, and, and genuinely, legitimately discriminate in one way or another. At the, the, what I got, or you could actually have a genuine mental, some genuine disability. The problem is you have it. You can't just sit there. Oh, I have it. Oh, oh, like, no, your life is, is too important. You got to get it. I'm short, right, Matt? We've met. I'm short, yeah. right? I, I guess that's it's not a horrific disability, but it's a disability in summer. It doesn't matter. I got to go and try better than the other guys to get the girls. Doesn't matter. I got to convince that tall girl that I'm worth going out with, even though I'm shorter than her. You cannot let your disabilities that you're born with or um, environments you were born into ruin your life as using an excuse. And when you have some that's outside your control, three fucking shitty teachers. Oh, they got shitty. Te- well, too bad. They got shitty teachers. You got to overcome that. <clears throat> Going to the tutoring center at the school did not help my situation much either. Yeah, don't, dude, just get out of the school. Albuquerque is no place for someone to grow up or live. We are in 49th in the states for education. Our crime is out of control. Our politicians here, especially here, are corrupt and don't really get anything meaningful done. And the state itself is filled with government-assisted gangbanging parasites and lazy people who don't want to work. I've had the misfortune of dealing with a lot of these people at lower-level jobs. The whole state seems to have this crab-in-the-bucket mentality when it comes to success. They are very close-minded to change. And I had a few Hispanic bosses and coworkers who purposely put obstacles in my way because I'm a Caucasian. Too bad! Too bad. Go get another job! Are you sure it's that? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You got obstacles. Get over them. 
But the three IT jobs I was thankful to have, none of them have worked out the way they were promised. Well, that's just corporate America. All of them were hostile and unsupportive environments, all of them bringing no positive changes to my resume. That's just corporate America. This has led me to believe that maybe it's time to look elsewhere, not only for my education, but a better job market that will appreciate the work of IT professionals. And I am not the only IT guy in the industry in this state that feels this way. There are a lot of other crooked businesses in Albuquerque, no matter how much everybody loves it here. I think it might be time for me to go look elsewhere, not only for education, but better jobs in general. I have really gotten close to my A-plus certification two times now, raising my point average 200 plus points the last time I took the exam. I'm also looking at possibly getting the ITF and just calling it a win. Cisco is fascinating, and I love the CLI and simple language used to route hubs and switches. Okay, but networking is not for me. Well, who gives a shit what is for you? I, Matt, did you choose this life? Not really. Your life kind of chose me. You're <laughs> yeah. kind of stuck doing what you – but thing is you get older. Like – when you're younger, like maybe younger than 25, it seems like the world is wide open in possibilities. But as you get older, you get to realize something. You're on a path. You're on a path, yeah. and that path gets narrower and narrower. And uh, if you haven't gotten your shit sorted out, so if you don't get your shit sorted out, you'll be on a path that you don't want to be on. So get your shit together the younger, as young as poss- you possibly can. That's a warning from, from, from uh, well, the elders here to, to you kids. Okay, get it, your shit it- together. Do you know what <clears throat> I was originally most, uh, I wasn't paid the most for it. I was paid handsomely for it, but do you know what I was paid most earnestly? Like people could, were like breaking out the money and I all of a sudden had a ton of clients. Dance like classes. My, dance classes. You know, what I thought of dancing, dance. That's uh, all of a sudden I get, you thought second thing, you know what my number one moneymaker is now? Um, asshole consulting. No, my books. Do you oh. think? I flunked out of seventh grade English. I hated English. I am happy my English teachers are dead. I hate English <laughs> and I hate English teachers because they're so fucking worthless. And here I am, a quite successful author. No, no fucking Stephen King, but I'm way more successful than any English teachers I know. I didn't choose that. And Dude, whatever puts money on the table, that's what you do. Now, he goes on, and thank God he's not saying, well, I want to become a creative writing student. Um, but networking is not for me. Dude, if you make money, just go do it. I love boards and hardware and the flow of electricity. I even started teaching myself how to read schematics, and I'm thinking about learning PLC programming. I've also taken the Net Plus courses and Linux Plus courses at my college. However, no certifications due to finding out the test-out software they use to babysit us with has nothing to do with actual CompTIA exams leaving holes. And many of the students understanding concepts covered in CompTIA exams. I have no debt in putting myself through college. I also do not own a credit card, but in order to get my own little studio apartment at this t- point, I have to get one and build credit. I am tempted to go into debt to get out of Albuquerque, see what challenge colleges would accept my credits. Whatever it is I'm looking for, I am definitely not getting it here. I also He's only said that three times. I also thought about getting into a trade like electrician, but I think five years at community college is long enough. I'm 78% done with integrated studies degree. <laughs> Mark, do I have it? Hang on. Hang on. Here it is.
This is a Tavor X95. This thing, Damn. this thing right here. Okay, we're going to talk about that thing. <clears throat> there. Matt, what was that thing I showed you on the Tavor X95? That was a scope. What is the purpose of a scope? To see things so you and can get a better shot. So you can take an accurate shot, but when you turn the little reticle, uh, not the reticle, when you turn the, the scope one way or another, it's like a little thing, what does that do? It also happens to be on cameras. What does that do? It zooms in or out. And they call zooming in to get a very clear picture on. What do they call that? Uh, so the picture comes in too? Shit, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know what you're talking about, but damn it. Focus. There we go. Yeah, focus. You dumb motherfucker. Not you, Matt. The my beloved client. You need to fucking focus. This vomiting and rolling around like a pig in mud in your no 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 more of that. You're picking one. You're picking one and you're gonna get that fucking degree. And then you're gonna apply for jobs. And I don't care if you know it's not working out too well. That's too fucking bad for you. Try your tactics, try it. These are all good areas, all good STEM. <clears throat> But the general studies degree, okay, right off the bat, you told me you didn't want to, you didn't focus, you didn't do your research before you jumped into the pool. Uh, but I'm looking for the quickest way out of the state. I do not plan on taking any more IT classes at the school after Cisco is over for the semester. I'm ready to go. What advice can you give me for these last two math classes? What advice can you give me for getting those last two math classes knocked out? And where should I go from here? I want to live in a state that's both very green and very quiet. And no, I don't particularly care for Denver, Colorado, despite it being one of the networking meccas in the United States. Make this video public. I want other younger generations to get out of Albuquerque <laughs> as soon as they can. Nobody seems to shit talk this place, even though better. He's just bitter than just leave. All right, Matt, where do we start? Uh, where do we start? Reiterate focus just because this guy focus. Like, like he sounds like the kind of person you gotta hammer it in twice, three times maybe. Just like the young kids, just focus, figure like, figure shit out. Like all young kids. This isn't just him. This is all young kids. And one could even say my generation as well, just young kids in general, but it seems very pronounced with these you're five years now into community college, so he's twenty three if I do the math right. <clears throat> yes. And he's he doesn't even have his two year prerequisite degree. And you're coming up with all these excuses. My family was fucked up. I'm fucked up. I have the head the head the head the does and the aughts and the spurgs. I got uh, this this job sucks and they're discriminating me because I'm white. Uh and, and the, the town sucks. No 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 a good amount of that is you having this delusional expectation set forth to you by other people. This is not your fault. They'd sold us pie. The baby boomers sold us pie in the sky bullshit before. Life is that sucky. Life is that hard. I think I even have an article or a video called you're not being discriminated against. Life is just that hard. Okay. Yes. It's not fair. And I, you can read through any one of my books and find out how much I hate corporate America because it is not fair. They do lie to you. 
white, Hispanic, black, male or female, they're going to lie because they're cocksucking motherfucking corporate douchebag pieces of shit. You must accept that. Like you must accept the fact that your family is fucked up. Right. And going listlessly and jumping from one thing to the other, to the other. No, no. Whatever they told you in school in special ed class, you're nice, stupid ass, dumbass teachers. You know, the same ones who couldn't teach you math. The same ones, your special ed teachers, like, oh, you get your puppies, you fat. Oh, it's so unfair. That is not going to get you anywhere. You need to focus. You need to suck it up. And I got some easy outs for you here. But no matter where you go, what I'm afraid of is your delusional expectations and your inability to focus is going to result in further failure. No matter where you go, you could go to Colorado for the networking capital. And you go out to Vegas where Google's going to put all a new thing in. You could go out to Silicon Valley itself. You're still going to run into this shit. Right? So one, lower your expectations. Two, pick one fucking degree and go for it. Right? But then there's two things that we could do. I'm going to go back to the – there's two of them. Let me write them down so I don't forget. Hang on. Give me a second. All right. Oh, shit. Oh, there we go. All right, just want to make sure I didn't forget. Matt, what are two simple ways he can solve his problems in terms of education and career? And and at the same time, get out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Will you lose you, Matt? Oh, sorry, sorry. Two simple ways to get out of uh, career and uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Military? No, well, eh, he could. That's, that's another one. Uh, but beyond my standard uh, military STEM and all that other shit. Ah, uh, Christ, security guard? Eh, close. Here's what you could do. You don't have to go to school in Albuquerque because your degree could be gotten accredited online anywhere in the United States. Anywhere in the world, actually, just has to be an accredited online university. So something like Western Governors University, Arizona State University Online, you are not anchored in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You could take classes online, okay? And don't give me this stuff. Oh, I don't do well self-studying. Too fucking bad. Then I guess you're stuck in Albuquerque or going out of state and paying out of state tuition. So that's freeing you up, number one. So now you could go anywhere you want to work in the world. The other thing is, does he need a degree, Matt, for the these career paths? I don't think so. Nope. You need certifications. It helps to have a degree, but as you already have noticed, the stuff he listed that he was doing, this is why I think he should stick with the networking. I worked maybe two years now. Had three jobs. I worked help desk, PC technician, now under contract in selling computers labs at schools and doing other various things like data destruction and imaging machines before we install them in the labs. That is great stuff to have on your resume and experience. That's going to have him get you. There's demand for his work. I think he should focus on this stuff, but he doesn't have to go to a physical school to do this. He can learn this on and get his certification, which is the route he was going down. Then he barfs it all out simply because he doesn't like it. I would be just kid do what pays. You don't have the luck. It doesn't sound like you come from a lot of money, man. You got to do what pays, not what you like. That's dumbass liberal socialist chick shit. Okay. That's for the touchy feely girls. That's captain Marvel bullshit. You're not that you get to live in the real world. So go where they pay. Just like, I don't care what the question is. I get paid the same amount. Go where they pay. Stop having such high expectations. I admit Albuquerque is kind of a dive. Maybe it's not for you. 
but you got to go somewhere else. But God Almighty, go study online, enroll in an online college, and even question, do some research, find out if you even need a, a degree, or if you keep getting these certifications, you're then you don't even have to go to college. You got work experience. They're already giving you hints. The real world's trying to tell you something. You're getting paid already to do stuff in computers. Keep following with that. Get certifications in that stuff. I think that's it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Oh, <laughs> we got another one. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You know what? Maybe we should do like super chats. Oh, my God. We're so far behind. Hang on. Yeah, super God. chats, kids. Uh, God, yeah, but if you if if you don't stay on them, you can't scroll back enough far enough to get them. I think I well, if you have uh, the uh, the live streaming window open on YouTube, you can see them all the time. Really, but I I have it open and it's not going all the way back because the last That's one weird. I got is Cynic in Chief. For two dollars, Cynic in Chief asks, "How do I get the girls?" Always trying to raise my blood pressure. Always trying to raise my blood pressure. I hope he's doing well. He, I don't want to mention he, he kind of keeps to himself, but I hope he's doing well. I think he's doing okay. I, mean, I haven't yeah. spoken to him privately in quite some time, though he's in uh, my Discord. And he's also helping with my new uh, new website, which is uh, which is cool. Uh, but if you want to get the girls, uh, put on your robe and wizard hat, kids. How you get the girls is you just be sensitive and kind, and you claim you have the ADHDs, and then, and then they just line up to suck your dick. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Lucero, I went through APS, dude. Avoid it like herpes, dude. Uh, Albuquerque Public Schools, I think is what it is. Just a big case for doing self-education. Pretty much everyone, I've, I've never been to New Mexico, but pretty much everyone says that Albu Albuquerque is like hell on earth. I have not really a lot of bad things to say about Albuquerque. Um, I, uh, I've been there. I've climbed the, uh, oh, here we go. All messages are visible. <clears throat> there we go. Uh, I've been to Albuquerque many times, and uh, I enjoy it, but I guess maybe I stay in a nice part of town. We've gone downtown before. Oh, for Christ's sake, why is this not working? There's a way that some messages, such as potential some top chat, manage, oh, that's managing. You sure there's a way I could see them all, Matt? Uh, yeah, if you go to uh, – let me let me pull up the URL. Um in your creator studio on your dashboard, uh, if you click the live streaming tab, you should be able to see all the uh, the super chats you've gotten while you're live. Creator studio in my like, just go thing. to your dashboard. Like the URL is URL youtube.com slash live underscore dashboard. Okay. And I go to live streaming? Yeah, and uh, yeah. Hey. Should be on the stream now tab, and then you should see the uh, super chats in a, their own separate window on stream the now. This isn't showing up. Do I got to go to events? Like click on the actual event I was on? Um, hmm. Oh, live control room. Here we go. Thanks, Matt. That Because uh, I, I, I felt horrible. A couple times people had <coughs> made donations. I, I stream for Streamlabs, so that, that organizes everything for me. Where the hell? Analytics. View on watch page. Oh, here. All right. Oh, for fuck's sake, it still isn't working. Never mind. All right. You know what? We did fine. We did fine. We don't have any more super chats. Let me go to this. Uh, fuck, now I lost it. 
Bear with me, people. I got a real. And if you want to get, and if you want to, and if you want to get some loving abuse and solve problems in your life, go to assholeconsulting.com. <laughs> hey, plug your we shit do. while you're here. You got some books and whatnot. Let me. Well, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, go to mathforney.com is my website. Mathforneybooks.com is uh, where you can get my books. They're also on Amazon for now. Maybe, maybe we'll all get banned before the end of the year. Um, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash user slash real Matt Forney. I do a live show every Wednesday and Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, uh, and I also run a literary magazine, soon to be a, a full bore book publisher called Terror House, which is at terrorhousemag.com. Uh, Terror House Press will be uh, – it's been delayed, but we are, we are getting things rolling, and uh, our first pu- published book will be out soon. All right, <clears throat> last one, unless somebody comes in, but then we can all go home, and then I can go return a cell phone that doesn't work for shit. Uh, <clears throat> I'll keep him anonymous, uh, maintain my privacy. 27 years old, he is from Spain. We won't mention where. Six foot one. He's just writing it out. I am 27 years old. Ah, ah, ah. Six foot one. Ah, ah, ah. IQ 128, no debt, red pillow wear. Uh, I do Muay Thai and gym, psychology graduate by distance. I make electronic music for fun. I read tons of books, philosophy, manager, nutrition, and shit, and eight your books in like one to two weeks. I have traveled through South America. I lived in different places while being always broke. Let's say I'm quite an interesting person. Poor background, crazy mother, divorce, alcoholic father, blah, blah, blah. You know, like any other millennial, but the shit that everyone should overcome. It's already, it's done already. I'm fucking more hoes now than ever. I've got women figured out. Every time that I have a date, I ends up fucking within an hour or two, and this is happening on a weekly basis, and my women come back again always. So now I only have time logistical issues, a good problem to have. I moved to Edinburgh, United Kingdom two years ago, quite content here. There's 500,000 people, and there are always people coming and going, so I can fuck half of them. Sexual needs covered here. I put money every month into cryptos two years ago before the rally and it reached to 20,000, but didn't take that out as I wanted a big chunk. So in this bear market, I keep putting 50 bucks every two weeks or so. If there's a rally again, that money will be worth a hundred thousand easy. <laughs> there's a master's that I could do by distance in Spain. And oh, there's, there's what he says in science, health methodology free. So I'd be studying psychometric statistics and all that. It's the most difficult masters that you can get within the psychology fields. And that's the only route to get a remote job as I'll be working a lot with SPSS, Excel and all that. I took the time to research for the, this master. Thanks for your books. I'm cleaning flats for Airbnb. It's the best job I ever had. I could choose when I work and I am alone in the flat. And of course, people don't get it. And I get why they don't get it. They pay me nine and a half pounds per hour just for listening to podcasts, YouTube videos, and even meditate and stretch in the flat. That's how I see it. Imagine how much free time I have. I am unstoppable. I learn things in depth really quick. I know a lot of things. I know a lot about a lot of things. I can learn whatever and definitely I want to conquer. I want to be on a mission. If I have to pick my strongest ability, that would be reading people's signals, body language, and all that stuff. I'm a fucking chameleon. I can't help it. I thought that the only place where I can use my strengths, it would be in the forensic realm, but fuck it. 
to get an interesting job on that, you have to spend probably 20 to 30 years of your life in the police system. Plus any bitch can call your department because you raped her. No, thanks. My ideal life would be a pseudo nomad. If that makes sense, staying in big cities for a minimum of six months to a year and then move to another one. If I get bored, my plan is studying that master's getting a fucking a, a 10 and everything. It'll start in September, but I can start studying some subjects right now on my own. And I will find a scholarship for a PhD so that some dumbass can fund my PhD elsewhere or somewhere, hopefully in a big city in Asia. Should I go that route of pursuing the best score in a master's so I can get funding for a PhD? Should I forget everything about psychology at all? I live minimalism, but I don't see myself cleaning flats all my life as I have more potential than a possible Clary's kid. What's your opinion? Am I missing something? I pay for a Skype session, if not an email reply. Yeah, I don't. A Skype is up to uh, four hundred dollars an hour. Hope you enjoyed my English. Thanks, Toodles, and we'll keep him anonymous. <laughs> Matt, should he go get his master's degree so he can get funding for a PhD? I don't know. Should uh, should, should should you go into debt? Uh, well, he or... says he can get it for free. Well, in that case, I'm you know I don't see what the downside is. Yeah, aside from I... wasting his time. Yeah, about that's that's the only thing. Uh, unless you had a, a solid plan B, like you know something standard coding. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the limited things you can do uh, remotely. He wants to be a digital nomad, so he can continue on with his life. Uh, so if you can get it paid for free, let me double check, make sure. There's a master's I could do by distance in Spain for free. Okay. Uh, so yes, the only risk is that you'd lose your time. So. In terms of functionality or, or practicality, rather, uh, yeah, go ahead, get your master's degree if you want. Uh, I don't know if it's going to lead <clears throat> to a job. Uh, it might lead to a PhD, but then again, I don't know if that PhD would lead to a job. You better go online and you know, for the years, years of study that you're going to have to dedicate to get a master's, let alone a PhD. I would spend at least a solid three to four hours to see what the job market is for people with those type of degrees. Are there really uh, uh, psychometric jobs out there? Do, do, are they really paying? Look at starting salaries. Look at average salaries. Look at job boards. Look at what the requirements are. I would do that before you uh, you invest in this uh, advanced education. Um, you know, so in other words, measure twice, cut once before you invest the time. If that doesn't pan out and be prepared for it not to, because I don't trust the sound of this degree just sounds bullshit. Uh, Masters of Science, health methodology. Actually, let's look that up, health methodology. I wonder if there even is such a thing. Health methodology degree. Public health and re research methodology. Yeah. Of course, is the, the search engine is going to bias towards uh, America. Oh, here we are. Specialized masters in public health methodology. Let's see what this says. If it loads up. Oh, it's, it's uh, European. Oh, it's in French. Uh, is there an English translation here? Oh, here's the English one. Objectives, training content. The program, which covers different methodological aspects and 
composed by compulsory part and by an optional part, biostatistics, qualitative methods, and contextual factors of public health, health economics, quality management, planning and health system research and management, operational research and South lectures, health surveys, advanced methods, and biostatistics, the WHO strategy for incorporation, World Health Organization, special. Da, 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 da. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to say this degree is completely worthless and reiterate my insistence that you go and research starting salaries for these degrees because that just sounds like bullshit. Uh, so I would be prepared to be let down and repurpose your efforts <clears throat> and energies towards a new degree. Uh, and then am I missing something? Uh, yes, you are missing something. Your attitude, you will, I don't care if you get a doctorate in nuclear physics or nuclear engineering, you've got to scale it way back. I call bullshit that you're banging chicks in one to two months. No doubt you're confident, but if you go like you can work in a flat, it's perfect. You can Zen out, you can work in your flat, you're by yourself. If you can do something remote digital nomad like you're just programming or you're doing whatever uh, i know a, a doctor he does uh, x-ray analysis you're by yourself cool but if you have human interaction like you actually got to go to an office occasionally and you come in here with this attitude <laughs> you'll you'll never get hired you won't last for shit man <laughs> i mean save it for play with the girls uh you know go ahead uh Oh, boast and brag and strut your feathers that by no no means let us stop you but yeah don't leave that bullshit at home uh even me in my most cockiest of days came nowhere near to being this cocky um but yeah i think as long as you can work remotely uh that'd be fine but by god do all the research you can to make sure that there's a paying job at the end of it and it's remote uh, because you are not going to work. In, I mean, you'd be a great security guard, a uh, great cleaner, nothing, as long as it's at night or nobody's around, you'd be fine. Uh, but the second you got to work with a team or have a supervisor that's there, you would not, you'd even be fired quicker than I've been fired. I would, I, I would have trouble keeping up with you. Oh, that, any in, insights, opinions? Uh, sounds pretty good. I mean, this guy sounds like, uh, you know, he doesn't want to work in a team and I get the whole, like, well, I've never cleaned, I've never cleaned for a living, but, uh, I can see if he's just showing up the apartments and cleaning them. Sounds good. Uh, his boasting about the girls. Yeah. I mean, Bullshit. I mean I, 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 <laughs> like he's on the fucking, it's sort of like, and I fucked the girls in the flat and then I cleaned the flat and then I fucked them again and they never know, uh, something, something like that, you know, but yeah. Even the best player does not close every girl in an hour or two. <laughs> oh, all right. I think that's it. Um, let's go back. Super chats. Make sure we didn't miss any here. No, we, just, we just got one actually from we Seneca did? Chief. Uh, Seneca Chief sends $2 oh. and he says, how hot are Georgian women? Um, uh, not bad. Very skinny, very feminine. Um, it depends on your taste. Like women here are kind of, uh, they've got large noses and they're rather, uh, they're Caucasian looking. Um, if you like that look, you know, you'll, you'll be in heaven here. You don't mind girls with big noses. Uh, otherwise, um, if you're really looking for the hottest chicks, you'd probably be better off in Ukraine or Russia. 
Cool. All right. We're cleaned up. On, you, you You can see them. I can't. So I'm just going to assume. Any Any left? Are we good to go? Uh, let me check. Uh, no, that's it. Sweet. All right. Uh, thank you, Matt, for coming on the show. I appreciate you helping out with Celebrity Guest Asshole Consulting. No you guys got questions. Go to assholeconsulting.com. Send me the questions there. We might do this more regularly. I, I was just so busy. I had to combine them into one thing so we could bang them out left and right. Uh, and honestly, guys, if you have questions, maybe go get the books uh, and read the books because the time it took some of these guys to write these emails, they could have read something like Worthless or Batch of Pet Economics or something like that. The books that. are cheaper too. Books are a lot cheaper, yes. Uh, just go to, uh, I guess the best place to go would be captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. And on the top left, you'll see the links to everything I have, including all the other podcasts, the Older Brother Podcast, the Clary Podcast, uh, Amazon Affiliate Link. Uh, I'll put this down in the description below. Uh, you can help out by doing Amazon shopping, standard old stuff. And if you haven't subscribed, please do subscribe to the channel and the Older Brother YouTube channel because that actually helps with marketing and I actually do make more money. So if you want to do something that doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of your time, subscribe. It does go a long way. Matt, anything from your end? Uh, yeah, like I said, go to mattforney.com. That's my website. Check out uh, mattforneybooks.com if you want to get my books. They're also on Amazon. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash user slash real mattforney. I stream every Wednesday and Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, talking about current events, talking about bullshit. also do gaming streams from time to time. People like it. It's fun. Uh, and, of course, check out my website, Terror House Magazine, at terrorhousemag.com, and it's on Twitter at twitter.com slash terrorhousemag. Well, tell them what it is because it is Terror House Magazine. It's, it's, it's a literary magazine, yeah. We publish short stories, you know, poems, stuff like that. Very popular. We, we, we just passed our 500th submission last week. We've had submissions to over 200 authors, and we're in the middle of building a uh, book publisher. So we're looking at manuscripts as well. And you're also what, – what I like about it is not politics. Oh, there's nothing political about it yeah. at all. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a purely a place if you want to read a good short story, read it, read some good learning nonfiction, some good book reviews. Terror House is the place to go. Awesome. All right, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Uh, check out his site, everybody, mattforney.com. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.